Join me. You may be able to help solve a mystery. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Episode 428. Submission 1125. The Missing Episodes of Doctor Who. The Missing Episodes of Doctor Who involve 97 missing episodes from the first 253 episodes of Doctor Who that aired on BBC One between 1963 and 1969. So, okay, 97 missing episodes. How many crock blocks is that? That, by my math, just doing it out the top of my head, and this isn't being edited, so this is like real time, that would be six crock blocks Plus one episode. So we're missing six crock blocks plus one other missing episode. That would be 97. So that's six crock blocks and a you're in the picture. Got it. God, I wish we didn't have you're in the picture. No, it's not six crock blocks and a you're in the picture. It's six crock blocks and one the rich list. That's another show I wish was missing. It's six crock blocks and double the number of episodes of Turn On that aired. That's not true because they finally got around to airing the second one on YouTube. No, no, that that one did not air. In most of the country, if not the entire country, 15 minutes, it was yanked. So double the number of episodes, if you will, or assuming it's a half an episode. But I think we're arguing about semantics here. There's a lot of episodes that went missing. So, Doctor Who is a relatively popular show in Britain in the first six years between 1963 and 1969. And really, the beginnings of Doctor Who, I mean, Chico, we have William Hortnell the first three seasons, and then we have him replaced by Patrick Troughton. And it lays a groundwork for what's to come later on in the rest of the run when in 1970 it goes from black and white to color when John Pertwee becomes the third doctor. And of course, a lot of the things that we see as standards on Doctor Who, they come out of this era. We have the companions, people who find their way to the TARDIS and are stuck in adventures in space and time. The aliens, the monsters, the educational dilemmas, a guy who solves problems using his brain instead of his muscle. All of these things we see as standard in 2023. And of course, what we know now is that this has built up a worldwide following and has gone on to be one of the classic stories in all of science fiction to rival Star Trek, Star Wars, that's it, really. Yeah, Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who. Well, I get maybe uh, Marvel. Although Marvel's not really a television problem. Well, no, technically they is because of Disney+. Plus. So what happens when 
you go back into the archives and discover there's a huge chunk of history missing. Before we go into the episodes, we have to tell you how TV worked back in the early days. Yeah, because back in the day, like, you'd just record the show, it would air, and that was it. I mean, maybe it would get repeated once in a while, but other than it repeating once, that was pretty much it. Yeah, it would, you know, you'd record the show, it would stay on the shelf. But you only have so much film and videotape. So what do we do? We have to record something, and we have to record it on something. What are we supposed to do? The BBC, like other broadcasters of the era, decided on a very controversial practice. They wiped everything. So every Doctor Who master episode that was on videotape from this period was completely wiped. However, now this is key, we go back to our old friend, the kinescope, where you would film something on a TV and record it and put it on film. Now, the BBC would do this practice because they would syndicate this show overseas to other countries that might have been interested in wanting episodes of Doctor Who. Most notably, the CBC and PBS. Yes, and also the ABC out in Australia that we talked about last week. And many countries in Africa and many countries in Asia that were interested in hearing some Doctor Who. I know Japan was big on Doctor Who. And of course, Doctor Who was big in South America, where it aired under the title Doctor Mysterio. So the engineering department at the BBC back then had no mandate to archive the videotapes they had. Although typically they would not be wiped or junked until the relevant production department or BBC Enterprises indicated that they had no further use for the tapes. An example is the first Doctor Who master videotapes that were wiped were those for the serial The Highlanders, which were erased on the 9th of March 1967, a mere two months after the transmission for the final episode in episode four. Despite the destruction of these master tapes, the BBC had an almost complete archive with the possible exception of the Daleks master plan, which we'll get to in a bit. There's a reason why they probably didn't have it in the form of 16 millimeter film telerecording copies until approximately 1972. From around 1972 to 1978, BBC Enterprises also disposed of much of their older material, including many episodes of Doctor Who. The final 1960s telerecordings to be junked were those for the 1966 serial The War Machines. In early 1978, before the junking of material was halted by the intervention of Doctor Who superfan Ian Levine. Enterprises episodes were usually junked because their rights agreements with the actors and writers to sell the program abroad had expired. Everything's going to color. All the agreements with the actors and writers for the airings of the episodes for them getting paid have expired. So they figure, okay, well, there's probably no more use for this. 
Well, we might as well use the videotapes to put, I don't know, uh, what did the BBC have in like 1979? I couldn't even begin to tell you. Newer episodes of Doctor Who. Was Bruce Forsyth doing anything in 1979 on the BBC? I can't imagine he wasn't doing anything on the BBC in 1979. I have a couple of series that debuted on BBC in 1979. First, Blankety Blank, so Match Game. But second, a show that's still airing nowadays, Antiques Roadshow. What? Antiques Roadshow started in 1979 on BBC One. I didn't know that. I thought it was newer. February 18th of 1979. BBC was junking tapes as far as 1979, it would appear. Yes. So in the years that the BBC archive was first audited around 1978, a number of episodes then absent have been returned of Doctor Who from various sources. So when the BBC audited its library in 1977, they found only 47 episodes of Doctor Who were found to exist. And these copies were of a random sampling of viewing prints for various episodes, along with seven of the nine episodes that had originally been telerecorded onto film for editing and or transmission rather than recorded to videotape. The film library's remit covers material originated on film and not on videotape. Yet two of the film-originated episodes of Doctor Who, The Power of the Daleks Episode 6 and The Wheel in Space Episode 5, were junked by the film library while it held such unexplained material as 16mm copies of The Tenth Planet Episodes 1 through 3. Now, The Tenth Planet is most notably the final Doctor Who serial that has William Hortnell as the first Doctor. The film library also held high-quality original film sequences made for insertion into videotaped episodes. Some of these, such as those from episodes 1 and 2 of the Daleks' master plan, survive to this day. Other junk sequences were mistakenly entered into a film library computer system, leading to an impression that they had existed for some years afterward, an inaccurate speculation that the BBC was still destroying some clips well into the early 1980s. Now, in 1978, the aforementioned Ian Levine located another 65 episodes from the show's first six seasons, plus 14 previously existing episodes at the BBC Enterprises Film Vault at Villers House in London. The episodes comprised of 17 full serials, mostly from seasons one and two, and according to Levine, the Prince of the Daleks were flagged to be junked that very day. But he saved them. Yes, he did. Levine also alerted the new film and videotape library's archive selector, Sue Molden, who paid her own visit to Villers House and found everything remaining John Pertley episode, albeit as 16mm black and white telerecording, except for two from his final season, Death to the Daleks, an Invasion of the Daleks, Episodes 1. In August 1988, 10 years after Levine and Malden's visits, Episodes 1 and 4 through 6 of the six-part story, The Ice Warriors, were discovered in a cupboard at Villers' house when the corporation was in process of moving out of the building. They were just literally found on a cupboard. 
Isn't that where you'd keep 16 millimeter film? I keep my 16 millimeter film in a cupboard. Now, shortly after the junking process was halted, the BBC established its film and videotape library for the purposes of storage and preservation. Sue Baldwin began to audit what material remained in the BBC's stores. When investigations revealed large gaps in the collection, Baldwin turned her inquiries to the National Film and Television Archive, which promptly returned three full Second Doctor serials, The Dominators, The Crotons, and The War Games, which is the second Doctor's final serial, which is like, I believe it's like 10 episodes of the War Games. It's like five or six hours long or something. It's like, really? It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. If you ever see that on the Doctor Who Classic channel on Pluto. And yes, you have I have. Like, yeah, if you have five or six hours to kill, watch that. So that added seven more episodes and completing two of those serials. They were all standard 16mm film tele recordings, with the exception of The Dominators Episode 3, which was a 35mm print. Episodes 4 and 5 of The Dominators originated from a foreign broadcaster and had been slightly edited. The missing footage was restored later through a mix of sensor clips from Australia and more complete prints that were held by private collectors. Yeah, Australia had a habit of censoring certain scenes from Doctor Who a lot back in the 60s. So the BBC then appealed to broadcasters in other countries who had shown the program previously, because as I mentioned, the BBC would film these telerecordings and ship them off to other countries, like notably, as we mentioned, Canada or in African nations to show. And then once they were done with them, they'd just give the copies back to the BBC or whatever. Or they would keep them and do whatever with them. Because I believe uh, for a while, uh, the BBC was co-producing the show with the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation in an agreement that I can't even begin to unpack. Though, out of this process, the BBC would get back from Asia Television in Hong Kong in 1992, the Tomb of the Cybermen, which was the first serial from the fifth season of Doctor Who from September 2nd to 23rd of 67, The Tomb of the Cybermen. So, looking on Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, I'm looking at all the serials that were purchased right here. There's a list of each country and what network they have. We have Australia, Barbados, Bermuda, Canada, Cyprus, Ethiopia, West Germany, uh, Kenya, all bunch of countries. So Australia, they returned five episodes. Canada returned 31. Cyprus returned three. Hong Kong mentioned two of the Cybermen. They returned four. New Zealand has returned one. Nigeria, 15. And Dubai has returned one episode. And it says right here, Nigerian television has been a particularly fruitful source for episode recovery, as a total of 15 of the 50 episodes recovered since 1978 have been reclaimed from Nigeria, including the completion of three full serials, The Time Metal or The War Machines, and The Enemy of the World in 2013. In October of 1984, Ian Levine found the former New Zealand copies of The Watcher, A Battle of Wits, and Checkmate along with another copy of The Meddling Monk, which already existed in the BBC's archives. 
and the former New Zealand copies of episodes one, three, and four of the War Machines, along with another copy of episode two in the RKTV archive in Nigeria, meaning the Time Meddler and the War Machines were finally complete. In October of 1984, copies of A Land of Fear, Guests of Madame Guillotine, and A Change of Identity, along with another copy of Prisoners of Conciergerie, which was already found in 1982, were found in Cyprus. They were duly returned early in 1985, and the recovery was formally announced in July of that year. Cyprus did not screen the Reign of Terror, as broadcast ended with the showing of Episode 6 of The Censorites on November 25, 1966. As a result of these episode recoveries, only two episodes, Parts 4 and 5 of The Tyrants of France and A Bargain of Necessity, remain missing. Although copies of these episodes have also been held in Cyprus, they were destroyed during the 1974 Turkish invasion of Cyprus. For the 2013 DVD release, episodes 4 and 5 were animated by Planet 55 Studios and Big Finish Productions. And in 1985, during the routine examination of its film archive, the ABC in Australia found a 16mm print copy of The Final Test from the Celestial Toymaker in Australia. When the film copy was returned to the BBC, it was discovered that the next episode caption had been removed. Because remember how, like, the episodes and, like, the first Doctor's run were all, like, they had episode titles? Yeah. It'd be like next episode they go to like some like I don't know some some place some place and of course as I mentioned in 1991 Hong Kong returned the Tomb of the Cybermen most recently in October of 2013 a BBC press conference announced the return of 11 episodes including two previously existing episodes from a television relay station in the city of just Nigeria. In the course of his work abroad, Philip Morris of Television International Enterprise Archives had discovered episodes 1 through 6 of The Enemy of the World and episodes 1 through 6 of The Web of Fear and returned 11 of these to the BBC. Episode 3 of The Web of Fear had been part of the find, but by the end of the protracted negotiations for the return of the film cans, the episode had disappeared from the cachet with the presumption that it was sold to a private collector. The return of the nine missing episodes was the single largest recovery of Doctor Who episodes in 25 years, resulting in only the second full serial from Patrick Troughton's first two seasons to be restored to the BBC. Both serials were promptly released on iTunes with DVD releases falling over the next couple of months. On both the iTunes and the DVD release, episode three of The Web of Fear was represented by a telesnap reconstruction some of these episodes that don't have like visuals now I should note all the episodes of Doctor Who the audio soundtracks to every episode survive thanks to like fans that recorded it onto like audio tape back in the day and they've all been like remastered and everything so we have the audio for all the episodes but we're missing the visuals for like at least 97 of them. So it would be left for various houses to employ various methods of reconstructing all of the action. Now I should note one thing. 
The Daleks Master Plan. This was the one serial from Doctor Who that was never sold abroad. And only Australia requested, like, viewing copies to watch to see if it was, like, we're going to watch it and see if this is all right or not for us to air. And they said, no, nah, it's not all right. So despite it not being sold overseas, three of the serial's 12 episodes, because this was like a 12-episode epic, the Daleks Master Plan. Episodes 5 and 10 were returned to the BBC in 1983. There were 16-millimeter copies. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they were found like in a Mormon church somewhere. All right, this is from the subreddit Today I Learned. Episodes 5 and 10 of the 1960s Doctor Who story, The Daleks Master Plan, were long considered missing until they were found in the basement of a Mormon church in Wandsworth. Nobody, to this date, has found out how they got there. Lesson to be learned. If you're near a Mormon church, just ask, do you have like any like film anywhere and can I just look and check to see if you have like the other episodes of the Daleks master plan hidden around somewhere but the third episode of this serial that was found episode 2 was returned in 2004 by former BBC engineer Francis Watson he had come across the film in the 1970s while clearing a projector testing room at the BBC's Ealing Studios Instead of deposing the film as instructed, he brought it home eventually to return it to the BBC when he realized the value of the material. And in 1975, so we're going to get to Galaxy 4 and the Underwater Menace here, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation returned all eight broadcast prints of Galaxy 4 and the Underwater Menace to the BBC to be disposed of. In the 1980s, Terry Burnett, a former ITV engineer, purchased Episode 3 of Galaxy 4 and Episode 2 of The Underwater Menace from another collector, unaware of their value. The only existent episode of the former serial in Galaxy 4 and one of just two from The Underwater Menace. In December of 2011, after a chance encounter with a Doctor Who restoration team member, Ralph Montague, Burnett returned the episodes to the BBC. What follows is a list of all the missing stories accurate as of the time we are recording this, the 10th of November, 2023. We have all of the episodes of Marco Polo, part of season one. Episodes four and five of The Reign of Terror, also part of season one. Episodes two and four of The Crusade, season two. Everything except episode 3 of Galaxy 4. The entire episode of Mission to the Unknown, which is a very rare for this time period standalone episode. It was the prequel to the Daleks Master Plan. All of the Myth Makers. All of the Daleks Master Plan except for episodes 2, 5, and 10. All of the Massacre. All but episode four of the Celestial Toymaker, all of the Savages, all of the Smugglers, and episode four of the Tenth Planet, minus the regeneration scene of Bill Hartnell to Patrick Troughton. 
Then we go into the second Doctor. We are missing all of the power of the Daleks, all of the Highlanders, episodes one and four of the Underwater Menace, episodes one and three of the Moon Base, all of the Macra Terror, all but episodes one and three of the Faceless Ones, all but episode two of the Evil of the Daleks, all but episode two of the Abominable Snowman, Episodes 2 and 3 of The Ice Warriors. Episode 3 of The Web of Fear. All of Fury from the Deep. All but Episodes 3 and 6 of The Wheel in Space. Episodes 1 and 4 of The Invasion. And all but Episode 2 of The Space Pirates. In total, we are missing 6 Season 1 stories and 10 Season 2 stories. But then we get into the third Doctor. All the episodes of John Pertwee's run as the Doctor exist in the BBC archive, but some of the episodes only exist as black and white film prints recovered from overseas broadcasters. Though filmed in color, most of the world's broadcasters did not then transmit in color, requiring BBC Enterprises to provide black and white prints for overseas sales. An improvement of colorization technology resulted in all of John Pertwee's episodes being, for all practical purposes, recovered, unlike the 1960s missing episodes. But they ended up being the most complicated to outline, as there have been many versions of some of them since the color restoration process began in the early 1990s. Although I'm sure with AI now, you can like make the colorization much better. Although, who's to say, considering all the times we've used Let's Enhance.io? I don't want to see John Pertwee with ten fingers on one hand. It's bad enough we saw McLean Stevenson with eight fingers or seven fingers on one hand or whatever. For the missing episodes, like, what do you do to, like, experience these episodes? Well, like we said, all the episodes have their audio soundtrack survive. Now, there are telesnap reconstructions available for some of the stories that are on DVD that have like an episode or two missing, like with the Web of Fear episode three we mentioned. But also, fan groups like Loose Cannon Productions have reconstructed missing episodes using original camera scripts to match telesnaps and other visual material to the surviving audio tracks. Although these technically infringe copyright, these recons have generally been tolerated by the BBC, provided they are not sold for profit. So they have to have that not-for-sale-or-rent sort of disclaimer? Something like that. And also, some of the episodes that are missing have been animated. Producers of the Doctor Who DVD range have commissioned original black-and-white animation synced to the program's original audio tracks. Early commissions served to complete serials with one or two missing episodes, allowing the full serials to be sold as a commercial product. Later, BBC Worldwide and BBC America commissioned a full animation of The Power of the Daleks, Patrick Troughton's first story as the Doctor, for broadcast and commercial release. And I remember the animation for The Power of the Daleks being a big deal, I actually did go, like, in November of 2016 to a Fabum event for the Power of the Daleks. And that was, like, something else. 
to go to a movie theater to watch an animation of a Doctor Who missing story. And it was the first Doctor Who story to actually be animated by the BBC themselves. Because remember, we had The Reign of Terror, which was Planet 55 with Big Finish. Big Finish did Galaxy 4, and the 10th planet was also done by Planet 55. What notable, do you know who animated episodes 1 and 4 of The Invasion? Cosgrove Hall Films, it looks like. Yes, and you know what that means. Are we going to talk about Count Duckula and Danger Mouse now? Yes! (laughs) So I got a question, guys. Do you think the catering for the animation for the invasion was done by the lunch pack of Notre Dame? I think the silence is your answer. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, if you do want to listen to some of the audio tracks by themselves without any visuals... Like, they're available in audiobook form. I've gotten a couple of them on Audible, and I've enjoyed them. I mean, granted, they do have, like, narration to tell you what the hell is actually going on in these stories themselves to help you keep track. Because unlike Big Finish Productions, where it's, like, all audio, like, and as we've done, like, with certain shows, it's like, we know that television is like a visual medium as opposed to the audio medium. So whenever we play clips, sometimes it's like hard to understand what's going on. So I'm glad that the BBC has tried to have a, these missing episodes kind of make sense to the viewer in a way. But yeah, for now... We still got 97 missing episodes out of 253. So, Mike, what's the math? What's the percentage of stuff that's still missing? 38%. Okay, so we have 62% of the 1960s Doctor Who found. The last recovery was, what, 10 years ago? Kind of getting tougher and tougher as we go on to find like anything that's still lost or whatever but you know what hey stranger things have happened and anytime we can get a new 1960s episode of Doctor Who that's a day to celebrate but until then the 97 1960s missing episodes of Doctor Who will remain for now a lost thing on TV But as Robert Stack said on the top of the show, someone out there knows something. And who knows, maybe if they find something, we'll put the update sounder here. This isn't just limited to Doctor Who. A lot of shows from the early to golden age of television have been lost to time and circumstance due to the wiping process. Not every show on television can be reproduced via the Kenaproto process that NBC likes to brag about. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. But remember, you can always go to our website over at itwasathingontv.com where you can listen to the 427 episodes that preceded this one. And we've got all sorts of great bonuses there, including mini-shows, live shows, extended versions of previous episodes, 
the whole works. And remember, we are on all social media, including Instagram, Threads, and Mastodon. It was a thing on TV. Except for Facebook, where we were at. It was a thing on TV podcast. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever fine podcasts can be streamed. Either at Apple, TuneIn, iHeart, Audible, etc. And don't forget we are on YouTube where you can like and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on YouTube to be informed of all future uploads on the channel. Including what's coming up on the podcast next time. Well, we have one more episode of Doctor Who for the anniversary month. But... That will have to wait another week because you know what's coming up, guys. It's Thanksgiving. And what do we like to do on Thanksgiving? I love a parade. So that's right, folks. We are going back to 1987 to cover the continuity in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But hold on a second. That's not all. Because we got a listener request. About a year ago, Mike? Yeah, it was like a year ago. Like right after Thanksgiving of last year. And a listener of the podcast told us. You know what, guys? I'm curious. What happened in the 1982 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? So you know what? We decided, you know what? This is the fifth year we're covering the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Why don't we go back a year before the first parade we ever covered on the Pius and talk about the 1982 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? So we're going to get the 1987 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and the 1982 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So to paraphrase Kevin Harlan in Week 17 of the 2019 NFL season, we're doing both shows! And just as a teaser of what to expect, Spider-Man, Ronald McDonald, Skater Snoopy, and the Snuggle Bear! The Snuggle Bear! Mike, are you excited we're going to talk about the Snuggle Bear next week? He would have debuted around this time, so he was big then. Well, he's still big. But who doesn't love the Snuggle Bear? But also, Chico, we're going to get a parade float with all the characters in the Marvel Universe. That's right, folks. Your holiday doesn't start until you listen to the next two episodes of It Was a Thing on TV. Books say so. For Greg, for Mike, I'm Chico. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to one another, and we will see you for the next one. Wow! Guys, I think it's time to debut a new segment. We mentioned it last week. You know what? Let's go for it. Let's do This Week in Match Game Hollywood Squares History. It's time for This Week in Match Game. Hollywood Square, our history. So this is going to sort of be like the Bicentennial Minute, kind of, sort of, but without big celebrities. But we're going to talk about all of our favorites from Match Game Hollywood Squares. Now, the first two weeks, we didn't cover that, but 
hey, we missed people like the guy who looked like Ricky Schroeder. You remember him? I remember him. Oh, yeah. Gary. Let's not forget, guys. Hashtag Gary was robbed. Gary was robbed, yes. And we also had Twyla Littleton on the first week, and she never appeared again. And we had Shannon Tweed on the second week. And we had Bonnie Urseth, one of our favorites, on the second week. And Ed Begley Jr., he took time out of his TARDIS to be on the second week. But now we're on the third week. And the third week had, among other people, Jamie Widows, beloved around here. And this was actually his birth week. So he actually got to celebrate his birthday on Match Game Hollywood Squares. But in terms of happenings that week, and we are talking about the week of November 14th to the 18th of 1983. The big thing to happen that week on the Tuesday and Wednesday shows. So we're talking the 15th and 16th of November. A gentleman by the name of Blaze Duraco won the $30,000 back to back. Or as we call him, we don't call him Blaze around here. We call him Greg. Magnificent beard guy. Because he had a magnificent beard. He won just those two episodes, but he left with almost $63,000 in cash. And that's this week in Match Game Hollywood Square's Our History. We'll see you next week for week four. Meanwhile. Hello, we are the Scottish Falsetto Sock Puppet Time Lords, and so am I, and so is he. So, Doctor, are you talking to someone? Yeah, who? That's right. So, Doctor Who, that's what I said. So, Doctor, you have been sorry. This guy we're talking to is who exactly? Exactly. So, exactly, exactly. Got it. So, Doctor Exactly, you have been... No, 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 not Doctor Exactly. Not Doctor Exactly, not Doctor Exactly. No. So, Doctor, no, you have been... Can you leave this to me? Doctor, what do you have to... Doctor, what? No. Doctor, comma, what do you have to say for yourself? Give me a thought channel and I'll show you some of the evils I've been fighting against. The quarks. Quark? Isn't that a sort of cream cheese? I think it is. That's not much of a defence, that, is it? He could mean co-work. Co-work? You mean? Yes. K-work. Kirsty Wark, who appears in the Sontaran story The Poison Sky in about 40 years from now when we're all dead, yes. Maybe he's gone back in time and destroyed Kirsty Walk. Sorry, Doctor, that's really actually quite a bad thing. Yes, bad, bad, Doctor, exactly. Who, what? Then there was a Yeti. Yeti? Yeti, another rubbish excuse, if you ask me. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Yes, I see. You asked me to justify my actions. I am doing so. Let me show you the Ice Warriors. Cruel Martian invaders. They tried to conquer the Earth, too. Mm, look, an Ice Warrior. It's not that nice. No, no, no. An ice warrior. Yeah, and I'm saying it's not. If anything, it looks quite nasty. If he'd left it to me, it'd be called a nasty warrior. Then we'd be impressed. Doctor so-called exactly what, where, when, who? That's what I'm talking about. So did the Cybermen. Half creature, half machine. Half man, half biscuit, yes. Doctor, that's all well and half rice, half chips, quite. But Doctor, half gun will travel. Shut up! Ooh! You're not like this when we're polishing Rassilon's rods together. 
worst of all, where the... Yeah, 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 we've, we've seen them, and for copyright reasons, I don't think we need to see them again. Yeah, we get your point, though. Good point. Well made, Doctor, whatever. All these evils I have fought, while you have done nothing but observe. Blah, 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 yada, 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 yeah, talk to the hand. Listen, Doctor, there's a lot of evil things out there, and we don't like to get our hands dirty. Well, we don't have any hands. Good point. So, thinking it through, you might be okay. What, what do you mean that you're going to let me go free? Well, Doctor, you seem to doctor you. No, Doctor, space, gap, comma, pause. You seem to spend a lot of time on the planet Earth in quarries. Yeah, yes, I suppose that's true. Earth seems more vulnerable than others, yes. So, we're going to send you back there. Oh, good. In exile. In exile? In exile. In exile? Yeah, like we said, in, in ex exile. You don't have to keep repeating it. Stop repeating it. Sounds like you don't know what the phrase means if you keep repeating it like that. Oh. So we're going to send you to Earth in exile. In exile? You had to start him off again, didn't you? Yes, in that word. Is it a sort of car? Yes, it's a sort of car. You will be sent to Earth in the 1970s. In exile? Yeah, I'm beginning to regret this. It will be the 1970s, though. Some people might pretend it's the 1980s, you know, with trim phones and miniskirts and male prime ministers called Jeremy. You just play along there. But you, you can't condemn me to exile on, on one primitive planet in, in, in one century in time? Besides, I, I'm known on the Earth. It, it might be very awkward for me. True, he will get a lot of people coming up to him saying, didn't you used to be Patrick Troughton? Ah, but don't worry about that. After a while, it'll be, weren't you that bloke in The Omen? And then it'll be, aren't you the granddad of that fella out of Robin Hood? By which time, you won't really be that bothered. But just to be on the safe side, we'll change your face. You can't just change what I'd look like without consulting me. I think you'll find we can. Here. I've got a pattern book. Um, you can have different sizes of face. We've got faces in small, medium, and large. Of course, if you want one in XL... In exile? Yeah, we'd have to order that. Which of these do you fancy? Oh, he's too old. But he's too fat, isn't he? No, he's too thin. Yes, that one's too young. Oh, no, that won't do at all. This ridiculous. He has got a point. Leave it. Doctor, you're wasting time. Just stand there in front of that rotating prism and pull a funny face, would you? Who's happening? How are you doing with your casting decisions? I'm on the case. Eeny, meeny, miny. Oh, yes, Wurzel Gummidge. It could be you. Roll the credits. Bang.